In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hello! Welcome to the SUP Live podcast. The SUP Live is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, brought to you by Betches and explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. The live show airs every Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our Facebook page, complete with costumes, props, and hilarious gifs. Or you can just keep listening to the audio version. It's whatever. Seriously, we don't care. Okay, here's the news. I'm Elisa Rallis. I'm Terry Fishbine. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the SUP Live is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. Yeah. So in order to kick off our political discussion, we must do the most important part of any political discussion, and that is have a drink. Sammy, what are we drinking today? These are hot spike Cofefes. I've been drinking one for like an hour now. Mm -hmm. It's really good. Yes, and much like the Cofefe tweet, the drinks are a mystery. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Wow. We did... We did the intro twice. Okay. Yeah, that jumped out at me. Why did we we do the intro twice? Coming back Um, around. Let me me catch us up. Everybody, welcome to the Betches Sub's 400th episode. 400. Um, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Sage, formerly Fishbine in in those episodes. (laughs) And the Betches Sub podcast is now your daily rundown of all the craziest shit going on in the news, brought to you by... Two or three out of six of your funniest friends now. Today, it's us. Yeah. And it's still us, baby. It's It's still us. (laughs) We're still here, Elise. We've made it. You know, know. just fun fact for the listeners. Elise was um, one of the first two people who ever wrote for Betches, the company. She interned or like freelanced in uh, Mm -hmm. 2012. The other person is Sarah Levine, who is still our editor-in-chief to this day. So I remember we had a like a Google Hangout call, cameras off <laughs> in like 2012. That's so funny. I wonder like why. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember that we talked on that we we spoke via like a Google Hangout type thing. I don't even know if it was called that then, but we did cameras off. That is hilarious. You arranged it over BBM. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, these are really fun to watch. I mean, these do exist in video form Don't somewhere. That if, is people true. Wanna, if, I'm not, if people want to go out of their way to find them, they actually are kind of hard to find even when you're looking for them, which I found. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing use of Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Today is the 400th episode of the Betcha Sup podcast. The very first Sup Live aired on Facebook on December 17th. 2017. The show was adapted into its first podcast uh, two months later on February 1st, 2018. When Facebook analytics plummeted. And we- <laughs> because when we started the show, Facebook was inflating its views. They had and then, a lot of views. <laughs> and then they stopped and we were like, this isn't this isn't working. And we had just launched um, the You Up podcast. Mm-hmm. So we were like, we should turn this into a podcast. So oh, yes. interesting genesis. And yeah. as you guys already heard, we were all out. We had props. We had oh, yes. 
champion. And once the views plummet, it starts to feel really bad to be doing props and costumes. Like it feels <laughs> great to do props and costumes when the views are high. Right. But when they're low, you're just like, well, now Sammy and I are wearing Russian hats and we're drinking Eating McDonald's. And no one's watching. Well, the funny thing, I don't know if you guys noticed, I couldn't hear it that well because I listened to this this morning, but Sammy sounds drunk. <laughs> I could have been. Because <laughs> when you're like, oh, I've been drinking for an hour, huh? they're good. <laughs> oh, my God. That is embarrassing. I mean, I don't think I was really drunk, but, no. you know. Yeah. Probably they, just slurring just through the intro for normal reasons. But yeah, also wanted was- to... <laughs> to pull over the very first comment the Betches Up podcast probably Amazing. received. Um, have had consent from both of you to read it, but a woman <laughs> named Ariel said, your voices and talking over one another makes this hard to watch. And while I'm sure you may have good points, the way it's delivered makes you look stupid. Three thumbs up. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ariel. Thank you, Ariel. And we have not stopped Where are you talking at over now? each other. <laughs> Part of the show. I don't know. I'm sure that you um, I'm sure Ariel is listening because as it, I mean, the comment sounds like we made a lifelong fan out of Ariel. So I'm sure she's here. And as you know, we have not stopped and we do still sound stupid. So <laughs> The way it's delivered. Yeah. Now we just put our fingers up when we want to talk like professionals mm-hmm. because we now look, we keep our video on our hangout. True. <laughs> True. Yes. Why didn't I just call Elise like on the phone? I don't know. That seems aggressive in a work context, you know, like just hop on a call. Like now these days, if somebody wants to call my cell number, it feels more intimate than feels like extra, extra professional. Like I want to talk to you about something. Oh, really? Off the record. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we are on our 400th episode on January 2nd of this year of 2020. Asep was on its 185th episode which means we have done 215 shows in 2020 and my skin texture feels every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so dry now. <laughs> so dry and aged, but 400 shows is, is pretty crazy guys. Yeah. Amanda, thank you. <laughs> it. You know, it does. There's nothing else I'd rather spend my time doing, frankly. I mean, I would absolutely. Be talking that's true. about this stuff anyway. Like, right. I would be just saying it to people who didn't want to hear it. So See. I think it's good that we found a way for people to opt into <laughs> these discussions. Right? Do you ever sometimes feel like, okay, I could send this story to this person, but I just sent them a story, so maybe I'll send it to somebody else. <laughs> might care. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, my conversation with this friend is literally just me sending them three articles that they haven't responded to. So maybe I will. Uh, Yeah. For me, it's just like, I mean, bless their hearts. My friends are very engaged and everybody's always sending each other links, but I do this show every single day. So if you have a link to show me, I have seen your link. So it's like the group chat will start to blow up like an hour and a half after the thing has happened. I have podcasted about it. I have Instagram stored about it. I have edited Elise's newsletter excerpts about it. I'm aware, but I have to be like, LOL. Does that make you like the Regina George of your group? Because you are like the first in the know. Like, do you get respect on your name for that? I guess I do. But then I don't participate in the conversation like at all. Like I said, not one word in my friend's group text for the whole first 10 days of November. Cause I was like, I, I, I can't, I can't I'm too many chats. Yeah. No, well, they definitely do. don't regard me as the Regina George. Oh no. Okay. I do feel like a sense of pride 
anytime I am able to bring you something that you have not already seen. Like, if you're like, wow, I read this in the newsletter for the first time, I'm like, yeah, (laughs) I got Amanda. (laughs) You often do. You often do. There's always something fun in there. You watch your news in the, you look at your news in the morning, which I learned Mm -hmm. on the once happy hour takeover. So the longer, the later in the day I send you something, the more likely yeah, um, to get you. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> After like 11 a.m. is when you can really stub me. You could, you guys could just start making up news and I wouldn't know. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> That's what we did in the first episode of The yeah. Betches. <laughs> I wonder if anyone, if you have listened to all 400 shows, write us a message, DM us. I want to, wow. I want to know. Somebody has yes. for sure. I feel like if anyone's done that, I, I can send them something. Yeah. I don't even know if Sean has done that. Sean wasn't here on. Yeah, Sean was not no, here. No. It was like my friend who was doing yeah. it. <laughs> it's not anymore. <laughs> Sean. No. Now it's my enemy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Oh, okay. Should we get into the 400th episode? Yes. <laughs> okay. The next line I've actually copy and pasted from the last six outlines, uh, which is that lawmakers are expected to vote on a coronavirus relief package today. They finally agreed on the $900 billion bill over the weekend, which they are racing to translate into text today. So the headline items 
that we're seeing include $300 in additional weekly unemployment benefits for 11 weeks and $600 in one-time direct payments to Americans. So these are those 1,200 checks, but in half, um, earning less than $75,000 a year. So every American that earns less than that will get a check. Mm-hmm. The benefits are also going to continue for freelance and gig workers, and another $284 billion will go to the Paycheck Protection Program. That's the one that helps keep small businesses employed. There's also uh, several billion in there for vaccine distribution, as well as for colleges and educational institutions. So it's a pretty trimmed down version of what we've already seen, minus some of those last minute sticking points uh, from either party. Okay, so here's here's my biggest... Uh, beef with the bill. Not only that it's too small, but okay. These $600 payments that are way too small also, they o- they're based on your income last year, which makes no sense in a pandemic where tens of millions of people have lost their jobs or their income has gone down. Well, how could you possibly base it off of what someone made in 2019? There, there are literally full industries that are just like gone. Yeah. What if you ran a bowling alley in 2019? What the fuck are you doing this year? <laughs> Workout instructor, flight yeah. attendant. Anyone like- watching these negotiations and all of that stuff, like it really feels – I've never felt more acutely the disconnect between like people who are in Congress and just like the average American. To think that $600 – is gonna do anything for anybody and it's like it, it's really it's it's both laughable and sad because there are people who are in desperate need of help and six hundred dollars is not gonna help them like it's just not gonna do anything for them like it'll pay one bill maybe yeah right yeah and i mean if you keep the lights on maybe for a, for, for a little bit yeah There's also they also extended the eviction moratorium through January in hopes that Biden would renegotiate like a longer one. So hopefully it enables people to get like a month of food and yeah, maybe we'll win the Senate and it's all very precarious. Exactly. Like we're not toned up or out of touch about what $600 can do for people, especially if you're getting that for your dependent children, like $2,400 is is life-changing because, and I said, we said this when, when Kayla, it's expensive to be poor. Like, okay, you're squared away for a month. You can make sure you don't fall deeper into these terrible holes we're in, but it's not keeping you afloat by any means. It is so much more expensive to be poor than to be like comfortable, even comfortable because it costs more to have enough money for your expenses, which is well, which is, that means you're doing well, I guess in America these days. Yeah. I would say anyone who's not like I would say anyone who's employed who who is like continuing to make income is doing quote unquote well at yeah. this point. Yeah, like you know, I'm not like out here bawling out, but I feel incredibly fortunate to have been able to work through this. And I was just listening to I don't know if you guys heard the daily episode recently about being evicted during the pandemic, but they had a recent episode. I think it's literally called Evicted During a Pandemic. Yeah. And it's just about like they talked to this one woman and it's heartbreaking and it's basically her being like, you know, she fell behind on her rent because she lost her job. She cannot get another job because her job has not come back. Uh, she, Her landlord wouldn't work with her. The eviction moratorium came, but like she now owes the landlord still all of this back rent because they're not right. canceling rent. She can't pay that. 
the landlord in between the two eviction moratoriums filed an eviction filing against her, which shows up on her record, even though the eviction moratorium is in place. So she cannot move to a cheaper place because new landlords see that she has an eviction filing against her. So she can't get a cheaper apartment. And she's just like, her kids are basically living, are traumatized and like living in terror because they, they have boxed up all their stuff because they're not sure when like, Congress will fail to pass a thing and her landlord will come in and take all of her stuff. And this woman, this is of no fault of her own. She was working and she lost her job because of a pandemic. It's unbelievable. Right. And the country where you're just all they say they want you to do is just work to earn a living to take your, your family and this country will reward you. And here we are in one of the what I keep thinking about is as the pandemic has gone on, it's so clearly so directly comparable to some of the worst things this country has ever experienced, like world wars, when our country did rise to the occasion and support people. We had the New Deal after the war. And we're still we're losing 3000 people a day and having unemployment that we've never seen. And they're like, now is not the time. I just think we're going to look back at this like if there was any ever a time to use the credit card, like, isn't it now? It's it's crazy. <laughs> What's so scary about it is that like even if you happen to work in an industry that didn't get as affected and you have your job and you are just someone who, you know, you're a standard employee like full-time at will. The scary thing is that like okay, maybe you have your job now, maybe you're okay now, but like I'm sure your savings aren't like, you know, piles of money to get you through a, a ton of hard times. So the scariest thing is that for even for people who are fine, it's like knowing that there is no safety net and that if you happen to like just get screwed by w- whatever catastrophe comes along, they, that could be you. Totally. And that I think creates like even so much instability among the people who have enough money to survive. And it's just like this terrible, it's a morale problem for the country kind of. Yeah, I mean- it's it's really hard to continue to buy into a system that gives you nothing in return. Like this, is, it's really starting to feel like a scam yeah. here when <laughs> the whole, like I pay taxes every year and we all come together and we form this government and we abide by the government's laws and we do all of these things to form a society. And I feel like the point of that is so that when there is a fucking pandemic, they help us. They do. They're like, oh, remember all the money you gave us? Well, we have it. And that was the old deal. (laughs) We're going to use it to help you. And remember, like, how we all agreed to, like, do stuff together? Well, we're going to we're it's just it drives me crazy. I know. I honestly have wondered to myself if Republicans like Mitch McConnell's like, well, you know, with these dead people, maybe we can fuck around with Social Security a little more because we don't have as many people to pay for that sounds evil as hell, but I would not put it past them. Like, well, think about the long game. In 15 years, all these people over 65 died, and then we can finally make a case for not needing Social Security. Would Does you put it past them? Okay, Th- for that to work, he needs much more volume of dead people. Well, he's trying pretty hard. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they certainly don't care about the volume of dead people. <laughs> no, they don't care about the volume of dead people. That is not even, that doesn't even sound mathematically sound. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> serious. You need, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would work. Like, it wouldn't save enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he but I don't think they think like, well, well, I'm sure it has occurred to Mitch when he's going to sleep. Like, well, on the upside. I'm sure, save, I'm sure save a little money for our next war. Some. I'm yeah. sure all they see is upside. 
To, I mean, you're right. Exactly. So how, and then to hear Mitch say, help is coming. We've helped you. It's on the way was just like made my blood boil. But how did it's this come? Disgusting. He knows he did it on purpose. Oh, totally. Totally. How this came together in the end. So Democrats loosened on some funding for states and cities that we've been talking about while Republicans put some liability protections to the side. But then suddenly this new final sticking point emerged over the weekend, which was that some Republican senators had some issues with the Federal Reserve's ability to continue providing credit to municipalities and businesses through an emerging emergency lending program intended to stabilize the economy. So Senator Pat Toomey, a Republican from Pennsylvania, was particularly against this. He just was like, we cannot keep having programs like this where we give people such great loans. Uh, We have to make sure that's not permanent because he just didn't like that. But Democrats insisted this would tie a Biden administration's hands and limit avenues for supporting businesses later. This is an unprecedented economic crisis. I suspect it will take a couple of years to recover from not just, you know, one more relief package and then it's over. So finally, Toomey narrowed that language. And the bill also, it doesn't include new funding for state and local governments. What Democrats did get was basically they got an expansion of the deadline for states and local governments to use that money. They had had a lot of trouble spending that money just because they were so freaked out by the rules. They didn't want to have to give it back. And the rules on how to spend that money was so unclear at the beginning. But there were deadlines. And if they didn't spend this money yet, they were going to have to return it which is insane. So basically the concession was you can keep the money we gave you. Why doesn't the military have to return the money if they don't use it? That's a really good question. Sammy say it just stays there for the next time. (laughs) It's, it's very interesting. It's interesting to think about how if uh, these Republicans wanted to start a war tomorrow, we would have the money. Uh, It would not be, we wouldn't even, there wouldn't even be a question asked about it. Um, I mean, it's just insane. It's insane that like what we're squabbling over is like if we should help people and like Democrats, the thing they have to give up is like helping more people because Republicans refuse. And it's like, oh, no, what if the states get too much money to help with the pandemic? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, they might use some for education. Right. And there were, we should say that this final bill was put together by a bipartisan group of senators, I think after the election where obviously Joe Biden won the presidency in a landslide, but we didn't see the same democratic successes everywhere. I think that some felt more emboldened to take a more moderate approach. So there were some uh, Republican senators involved with this, including Mitt Romney, Susan Collins. I think Josh Hawley was apparently somewhat helpful in this, which I've never heard before. Yeah. Yes. Um, I keep hearing his name banned about abortion. Listen, listen, he he wants to be the president, so don't don't um lionize him too much. No. I'm shocked he didn't force abortions into the pill. Just abortion ban. You get six hundred dollars a month and no abortions or a week. I mean, here's the thing, like if it ended up giving people money, like and and I think almost I almost feel like his involvement was the only thing that even got this, like gave it a chance to happen, yeah. which is sad. Because he, he was sort of the shine. one from that caucus that sort of made it happen and made it a conversation. Like he made it a conversation because he even cared. Yeah. Like that if is none true. of them cared, it wouldn't have been a conversation. It just took no one bill. jackass caring a little bit. And they <laughs> and can't be caring about himself. Like right. he wants, like Sammy said, he wants to be president. So really ultimately he cares about himself. But if his caring about himself 
leads to helping other people. Well, thank God and bless him. For it's it. so that ridiculous. That is kind of what politics is. Exactly. But it just hasn't been like that in a while because it's, most of it has just been only the politicians caring about themselves and everyone else can fuck off. But in this case, yeah. it went as it was supposed to for once. It's kind of hilarious because you think of like somebody like AOC who you can tell is thinking hustles every moment of her life. Like, what can I do to help people and give people more information? She's always doing Instagram stories, which take forever. We know (laughs) she's captioning everything. She's captioning those. She's doing viral tweets all fucking day. She is doing the most to try to help us. And then Josh Holly one time is like, I guess people should have money. And it's like, ta-da! But it just, it shows you like the spectrum of like how much effort some people have to put in from certain parties and then others because the bar for them is so low. That's like, we got Holly to admit people are hungry. Right, right. Because he wants to be president one day. AOC is prolific. Um, What do you think she does to relax? Like, what is AOC doing to wind down? I actually think maybe she finds, well, she she talked about that in her Everything I Do in a Day on Vanity Fair. And she actually, like, I think she's just very fast because she was like, I I wake up at seven and like start my day at nine. Or she's like, I wake up between seven and eight. I'm like, I I get up before you. What? So I think she's just very effective, like in the time she does spend. Like, I I think what does she do at night? Is she like? I think she chills. I think she's one of those people that like I need breaks during the day. Like when I have like when I'm on all day, I I can't really. I don't feel. I feel shaky. I feel like she's one of those people. You're like this, Sammy too. Where you're just like all day. You have to be engaged, and then you can like opt out. Yeah, that is that is. Whereas I'd rather like dip in and out. Right. Yeah. I like to imagine. Yeah, I like to imagine her having like a moment where she just closes the laptop. Yeah. puts on sweatpants bra protects the rich grabs her phone yeah, exactly grabs her phone <laughs> she like, has a very her. cute dog who is also like a, a flat-nosed yes um, which i love a little frenzy she even like yeah. will like comment on local businesses facebook pages like maybe that is what she does to relax she's friends with um the woman who did my makeup for my my wedding uh, the buy second win the karen perez who started buy second win she always wears her masks and karen was great I don't think she does makeup anymore, so I can't oh, really recommend I her. You got to buy her masks then. Because <laughs> Buy Second Win was so successful, she doesn't yeah. – I don't think she styles anymore. Oh, amazing. So the pandemic AOC. was good to her. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so for our next topic – 21 million people are under a strict lockdown in London and throughout Eastern England because a new strain of coronavirus is spreading out of control. Can you believe this? It's scary British news. <laughs> it's so scary. It's, very, it's 70% scarier. <laughs> so the new variant is up to 70% more transmissible than earlier versions, officials say, and it now accounts for more than 60% of the new infections reported in London. It looks quite common to a variant that's also driving an explosive second wave in South Africa. So Brits are now banned from attending holiday gatherings outside of their immediate household. There was some hope maybe they could have three households. There were some limits, but Boris Johnson and everybody is now saying absolutely not um, because Canada and at least nine countries in Europe have banned um, people from traveling into their countries from the UK or from that specific area. Have we? Have we banned them? I don't think so. We don't care. You're right. We haven't banned them. Christy Noem is like, come on in. (laughs) Come to South Dakota. white people? Great. Yeah, exactly. Right. 
Nationwide, the pace of new infections has doubled in less than two weeks in the UK. So I know what you're thinking. Will the vaccine that we have just approved work against this new variant? Scientists believe yes. Basically, there's no reason to believe that it won't. It's not like there's no reason to believe it will. It's not less likely. It's actually pretty likely that this will work. And it's something they're currently investigating. Um, It's not abnormal for diseases to spin off with new lineages. This is happening all over the world. And it just highlights why we have to crush the virus entirely now. It's like the Courtney and Chloe take Miami strain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The spinoff. Probably literally what it is. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's bad. That sounds bad. Yeah, it's like I looked into the... I looked into what scientists are saying. They, it seems like most people think the vaccine will cover it, but I was just like, I just don't need this. I don't need to hear this today. I'm hoping this holiday. is like a murder hornet story where it'll like disappear. Kind of, it's like you get scared for a day and then like you don't really yeah. hear much or about Brexit it. Or Brexit where it just goes and comes back <laughs> and goes and comes back. <laughs> it is. I do feel like in the age of Corona, we have like all these scary stories that we hear for a day where it's like this nun got COVID again. And it's like, Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. What happened to her? Or like a tiger got it. And you're just <laughs> like, Oh no, what does it yeah. mean? And then it's like, it actually, it's all fine. And just part right. of kind of what happens when there's a new virus, which is that like some small percentage of people sometimes get reinfected and sometimes a tiger gets it. And sometimes that, it yeah. it's like, this, we that mixed with, through a virus. <laughs> yeah, that mixed with the 24-hour news cycle where news outlets are incentivized to come up with the news. And also it's like the holiday, so things are going to slow down. There's going to be even more like, like I got one where it's like somebody fainted when they got the COVID shot. I fainted when I got a COVID test. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Shit goes far up your nose. I think yeah. the test is way worse than the shot. Yeah. I just never wanted to see this much what old man upper arm in my life that I've been I seeing. know so pale so pale <laughs> and Marco Harry oh you are living in Florida I thought <laughs> little Marco I know I also I will say that I judge I've been judging uh lawmakers on their on how well they can take a shot AOC totally. let me say not a flinch her <laughs> face didn't move at all she's talking she's doing a full Instagram story nothing well when i marco rubio can't even look aoc when is aoc coming aoc this is our 400th episode our wish on our 400th birthday is that you please come talk to us (gasps) promise it'll be fun yes it'll be we're the same age like she can join as a host if she wants yeah (laughs) Yeah. we only need you to be available at noon Um, every day at noon yeah (laughs) (laughs) 2.5 times a week (laughs) (laughs) you know it seems like it's well within your time when you're you're putting out content so yeah Yeah. a takeover every now and then yeah and who better will understand what it actually takes to put out the content that you put out than us people don't understand how long it takes to caption an instagram video to do closed captioning you got to watch yourself over and over again listen to your stupid voice over and over again the apps don't automatically do it friends you got to go in and type that out (laughs) and the ones that quote unquote do it automatically they suck they don't really do it automatically not good up your timing so you can't make a joke it's just 
they, they think that words are other words and they won't let you correct them. They're not woke enough and they don't use the right capitalization and punctuation. It's a disaster over here. You know, disaster 400 shows and we're still figuring it out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. All right, guys, that's our show today. Thanks everybody for listening. Happy 400. Happy 400th. Yeah. A programming note. We will be back for a big show tomorrow with um, Elise will be back. Millie will be back and Caitlin will be back. We're going to do a fun big show. And then Wednesday we will have part one of our um, mailbag episode where we answered your questions and part one of that will be airing on Wednesday and we'll be off Thursday and Friday for the holiday. Wow. Exciting. Happy exciting holiday. I requested to be on the episode so that I could yell about Martin Shkreli in case anyone read that article today. We didn't. We yes. will be talking about yeah, it. We're tomorrow. talking about it tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow. We'll I'm missing it, tomorrow. it. All right, I'll just. I mean, you can come on because Sean won't yell at you because it's Jorge with producing. So maybe you can. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I think that it's better for me to just listen and enjoy. It. <laughs> True. <laughs> I just have a lot to it. say. Like a yes. list. Sammy is always like, oh, I can't listen to stuff today because I was on it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, or I could listen to myself, but I already know what was sad. This is boring. Like, yeah, I heard it already. <laughs> listen enough for the captions. Until the then end of democracy. Book. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.